Time to talk Missouri Western men's basketball. Griffin's now 8-4 on the year, 4-0 in the MIAA, 78-76 win at Lincoln Thursday, and then a uh, win over uh, Central Missouri on Saturday, 79-65. Will Martin is here, and uh, Coach, good to see you. First question's most important. You're more of a Christmas guy, not really a Thanksgiving guy. I don't, I don't like the entire concept of Thanksgiving. You have, yeah. you have one day where you're grateful, and people come together and they talk about how thankful they are for each other like one that should be that should be every day two and this would take how long do we have till christmas no i know how long we have till christmas how long do we have on the show yeah well we got about 28 minutes here yeah from a from a social and political standpoint the the whole idea of thanksgiving is all off it's you know that we were taught in elementary school and middle school that the pilgrims and the indians came together and they had this nice meal and really, it was uh, more genocide and massacre than that. Yeah. So um, I think that the history books probably need to be rewritten a little bit in terms <laughs> of the concept of Thanksgiving. Uh, but Christmas, the joy of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, is it's by far my favorite holiday. Yeah. By far. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, where do you rank it with? So that's number one. What's your number two holiday? I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's a two, three, four, five, six. It's yeah. Christmas and it stands alone. Wow. Nice. The, the tradition of Christmas, the history of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, Santa Claus, all of it, yeah. all of it. It's a big like, deal. Easter's okay. Yeah. I like Easter. Um, you know, Easter's a good holiday, but Thanksgiving and birthdays, that's the biggest, birthdays are the greatest fraudulent holiday, like, who cares, like, <laughs> birthdays. I can't stand birthdays. I don't know if you watch Parks and Rec, but uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman's character, he said once that uh, he thinks that birthdays were invented just so Hallmark could sell cards. That's probably true. I mean, that's what most <laughs> holidays are for, except for Christmas, which is amazing, and everyone should should love sure. Christmas. But you told your team you don't want them thinking about Christmas just yet. Uh, big game. And Doyle has a Christmas hat on right now. Yes, he does. Oh, good to see yeah, you. Yeah, Doyle. Doyle, are you an actual Cincinnati fan, or are you a bandwagon fan? Okay. He's also a Husker fan, by the way, so he's uh, good in my book there. And can you, can Brandon you, Center's rolling his eyes at me right Kenyon now. Kenyon Martin so. went to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very good. Well, let's talk some basketball. Uh, more on holidays uh, coming up later, but let's start on Thursday. Uh, tough environment. Jason Jim, Jeff City uh, taking on Lincoln. You win at 78-76. Good first half. Put up 46 points. You're up eight. That's a really good team. That's a team with some size. They can shoot the ball. I know it hasn't been the win-loss record that they want, but uh, you never lost the lead in the second half. You find a way to win. I think that was your main message uh, afterwards. I know no one really enjoys playing there. Um, you held them off. They had the ball inside the final 10 seconds, missed a potential tying shot. Found a way. Uh, just overall thoughts on that game. Yeah, we found a way, which I think is important, but, um, you know, we, we have to – we have to graduate from finding a way to being able to really close out games. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had way too many double-digit leads where we've made it way too close late game, um, and, and we have to we have to evolve as a team. So I'm proud of our guys. I think that it's important to go through those steps of learning how to win, expecting to win, and I think that early in the non-con season, I, I don't know if this team expected to win. I think they wanted to win. I don't know if they expected to win. I think this team now expects to win, and that's an important mindset, a uh, collective consciousness to have, but now we have to evolve from that. We have to take a 10 to 12 to 20-point lead and secure that sure. and continue to play our brand of basketball for 40 minutes. So 
was really pleased with the fact that our guys found a way to win. I'm no longer going to be pleased by that anymore. We have to graduate from that. But uh, going into Lincoln, a tough environment, I think it's this is very subjective to each team. For us at Mo West, I think that Lincoln's one of the hardest places for us to play. Yeah, uh, It was the first time I'd won there as a head coach or an assistant. Uh, it's just different. They, they, they play different there. I told the guys their percentages go up 20% when they're at their gym. Wow. Their field goal percentage, their three-point field goal percentage, their defensive efficiency, every, everything is 20% better when they're at their gym. And it was, it was, um, and we found a way to win. So I'm, I'm proud of that, but we have to evolve from that if we're going to be the team that we want to be. Yeah, certainly not the biggest gym in the MIAA, but they fill it and they get loud and it's echoey in there too. It reminds me of a maybe a, even a slightly bigger Rockhurst gym in terms of just how loud it can get in there. Some good performances Thursday. Caleb Bennett, 19 points. Reese Glover, 5 of 8 from 3, finished with 18. Q Mays, 15 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Jerron Thames coming up big with 10 points as well. Quick turnaround, come back Saturday, play a Central Missouri team that came in off, off to a good start, a 4-1. Uh, you end very back and forth first half, but your guys end it on a 14-5 run, go up 42-35 at the break. Kind of slowly started to take control. You get up by 19, they go on their run. Suddenly it's a six-point game again, and then Will Eames, Caleb Bennett, a couple of big threes. You get that separation. I know you were more happy with how your team ended because you still won by double digits. But they, uh, nevertheless, they still made their run, still made it interesting. Uh, guess your main takeaways from the game at the Mules? I was not happy. Yeah. I was not happy. I, I think it's the same story. I think that we played about 32 minutes of good basketball, and we had eight minutes where we turned the ball over too much. Um, we weren't connected offensively. We weren't sitting down in a stance defensively. We didn't have gap principles defensively. Um, our composure kind of slid a little bit. We got a little bit emotional based on how the refs were calling the game or the scoreboard or if the other team was talking to us or not. So uh, was not happy at all in, in regards to that. Hmm. Like, again, I'm, I'm pleased with the fact that we're finding ways to win. It's hard to win. It's really hard to win in the league. But mm -hmm. uh, for this team, again, to go to where they say they want to go, this team has told me individually where they want to go. And if you want to go there – and I won't speak it here because, you know, I'm superstitious. But if you want to go there, there's things that have to be done. Uh, there are expectations that have to be raised. There's standards that have to be raised if you want to go there. Now, if you want to stay where you are, you're good enough. You're mediocre. Um, you're actually pretty good. Statistically and from a record standpoint and from a talent standpoint, you're pretty good. But what they're telling me where they want to go that, re that requires greatness, excellence, and being elite in all areas, in, in all facets of mm -hmm. not just basketball, but their routine, their habits, um, how they practice, all of that. So you look at the UCM game, it's nice to walk away with a double-digit win, but if you really break down the film, uh, we did not play like an elite team. We did not play like a great team. We did not play with the type of elite composure that it takes to be a champion uh, in this league or in any league across the country. So I think we're taking the steps, and I'm proud of the guys for that. Um, you know, it would, it would behoove me not to mention and highlight the fact that I'm super proud that anytime we give this team or individuals on this team a goal or an expectation, they reach it. These guys want to be coached, whether that's from a basketball standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, uh, off the court, uh, how they handle themselves off the court, in the classroom, in the community, 
anytime we sit these guys down and challenge them, they respond to it. So um, the rally cry now for the rest of the season, there's two things. It's defense and composure. We have to stay composed. We can't fall victim to the scoreboard. We can't fall victim to the opponent. We can't fall victim to the way the refs are calling the game. We can't fall victim to whether the fans in the stands are, are jabbing at us or not. Um, we, we have to stay composed. And then defensively, we have, to, we have to put together 40 minutes of really solid team defense in order for us to be as good as we can possibly be. Speaking with Missouri Western men's basketball coach Will Martin on our Missouri Western Coaches Luncheon on Joetown 107.5 couple of uh, highlight moments, of course, from UCM. Uh, Will Eames, 20 points, career-high six made threes. Q Mays, another pretty good line, 18 points, six assists, five boards. And then Jerron Thames, 13 points, three rebounds. That's two back-to-back double-digit efforts for Thames, six double-digit scoring efforts for him on the year. I mean, that guy's made a huge impact. I mean, he's usually the first guy off the bench, and he goes, I mean, he can shoot it. He's getting to the rim extremely well. Uh, just overall thoughts on the impact he's made. He's been phenomenal, uh, but just collectively looking at our group, we have five guys right now that are averaging double digits. Yeah, That's really hard to beat. You have Q Mays averaging double digits, Will Eames, Reese Glover, Caleb Bennett, and Jerron are all averaging double digits. And Alex John's pretty close. I think he's mm -hmm. averaging about seven points a game. So we're really close to having six guys in double digits, and that, that makes it really hard to guard if you're, if you're an opposing team. It also shows – the connection, you know, we only had two goals, being the most connected team in the country and playing our best brand of basketball in March. And when you have five to six guys averaging double digits, uh, it, it shows how connected those guys are, not just on the court, but off the court, because it takes a lot of continuity. It takes a lot of connectivity um, when you're in the locker room, when you're outside the locker room to be able to build that type of culture within your team. So. Uh, I'm extremely proud of Jerron, your initial question, uh -huh. but I'm really proud of our team sure. for uh, being able to have that many guys in double digits. And then you look, at, you look at minutes per game. We have seven guys, I believe, that are averaging more than 12 minutes a game. Our entire roster has seen minutes in MIAA play this year. I'm just I'm really proud of our guys because we talk about being 17 strong and it takes everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to see the, the benefits of that, of buying in and being committed, whether you're playing 40 minutes or whether you're playing four minutes. And I think that uh, it's going to be crucial moving forward for us too because it's going to take everybody. Yeah, you got seven guys averaging 11 and a half minutes or more. J.C. Anthony, who's up. Which, by the way, why does it say home? We're six and two. Is that Minley? Is that counting the Civic Center? That's not home. <laughs> he doesn't know. That looks bad. We only lost one game at home to Umsel. Umsel. Yep, yeah, that's right. Well, you haven't lost a game in the conference. That's uh, that's a nice thing right there as well. Um, so you kind of alluded to this already where you said you're trying to get this team to where they want to go in terms of goals, which I know it's, you know, be the most unified team in the country, play your best basketball in March. You also talked about uh, in a post-game speech, I think the, the one in your locker room, you said you're kind of seeking joy. You're experiencing happiness, but you're seeking joy. I guess what's the main difference there and how do you achieve that? I think happiness is so overrated. Like, I'm happy right now because I got my second cup of coffee. Sure. But in in an hour, I'm going to be sitting in the office and I'm not gonna, I'm going to be unhappy because something like happiness kind of comes and goes. And look, and now I'm really happy because we have more coffee. There you go. It makes me really happy right now. Yeah. Um, but joy is something that is sustainable and will last. Uh -huh. um, with with joy comes peace. With joy comes fulfillment. 
with joy comes purpose. That's, that's what this team is seeking, is, is joy. It's, it's peace in knowing that we are fully um, committed to our purpose and our passion as a team, that we're, we're fulfilling our, um, our potential impact in this community. We're fulfilling our potential when it comes to our skill and our talent level. We're fulfilling our potential when it comes to execution and our performance. That's where joy comes from. Like Mike Holden going to CrossFit at 5 a.m. and being able to see the results. Like waking up at 5 a.m. probably doesn't make you very happy, does it? Like when I get up at 5, I'm not very happy. But how much joy do you get when you finish a workout and you see the progress? A lot, a lot. So that's what we're seeking. I think happiness is overrated. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, it feels happy to be happy. Like it's nice. Um, but for this team to... What I want for this team and what I want for the individuals for this team, even once they leave Missouri Western, I want them to be able to experience joy in their life because happiness comes and goes. Um, there's a thousand times in the day where I'm happy and there's another thousand times in the day where I'm sad or I'm upset. Those emotions are very fleeting, but I think joy lasts. Joy is something that is within you. It's innate. And once you're able to tap into that, you're able to use that not only for your own good, but for the joy of the community and others around you. When Mike Holden gets up at 5 a.m. and he has a great workout, he's not only experiencing joy for himself, he's probably a better husband. He's probably a better dad. He's probably a better friend. He's probably nicer to me when I come into high ho because he had a good workout. I mean, it's something that manifests all around you. And that's what I want for this team. That's what I want this team to do for this community. Um, our guys deserve it. This community deserves it. And that's what I was trying to get to in my, in my post-game press conference. Ryan, sure. Ryan Minley was like, are you ever going to be happy after wins? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care about being happy. I want to be, I, I want to have joy. And right now I don't have joy with this team because I don't feel like we're reaching our full potential. Once we do reach our full potential, I'll allow myself a little bit of joy. Does it give you happiness? Probably doesn't give you joy, but the fact that, you know, you said that you didn't feel like your team played up to its full potential Saturday, it wasn't your full potential, yet you beat a pretty solid team by double digits. I mean, does it give you some solace that, okay, that wasn't our best effort, but we still won it by 14? No. No. Because I go back and <laughs> – sorry. No, okay. I go back and I watch the film, and, you know, they uh, – and credit to UCM. and sure. um, Coach, Coach K is a great coach. And they have really good players. But I went back and I watched the film. And the way that I felt after the game was validified by uh, what I saw on film. They, they missed shots that we didn't force them to miss. They just missed shots. Sure. Yeah. So you shouldn't have won that game by double digits. It should have been a closer game than it was because those are shots that usually go in. So if you, if you cave into the fool's gold and think, man, we're really good because we just won by double digits and you don't look at the actual facts, uh -huh. then you go into Northwest and you lose by 30. Because you don't, you don't fix the thing. You don't correct the things that need to be corrected. We talk all the time. You learn more in the losses. Yeah. You have to find a way to learn in the wins as well. And so for us, we have to watch the film and say, okay, did we force them to miss this shot or did they just miss the shot? Well, they just missed the shot. So how can we correct that? Because that's not going to happen all year. Northwest is probably going to make that shot. Trevor yeah. Hudgens is probably going to make that shot. So if we don't do what we're supposed to do to – to compete and to stop that, then it's going to be fool's gold and we're going to end up losing, right? Yeah. So, no, I'm not happy with the if we would have if we would have beat UCM by double digits, if we would have beat UCM by one point uh -huh. and I watched the film and we were principled on defense, we were connected on offense, we were um, getting scout stops and we were communicating and talking and we were staying composed, I'd be really happy. Yeah. You know? 
the scoreboard doesn't matter. And I say that after losses, and I think people think I'm crazy, like, oh, he's just flipping the narrative because they lost. No, the scoreboard does not matter to me. The scoreboard doesn't matter to me even when we win. I know that it's important. I know that I have a job to do, and I know that we want, we all want to win. All right. we, everyone wants to win. Our guys want to win. But that's not what I judge the performance on. I judge the performance based on how we played, and I sure. don't think that we played very well against UCM. Fair enough. Well, uh, you get a full week of practice to prepare for this one, and uh, you say the next game is the most important. I think that's the right mentality to have. Northwest coming in 9-1. and one. They did have an early non-conference loss to Sioux Falls at the Central Region Challenge. So Northwest has played in two events in which your team played, the, uh, uh, the uh, Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic at Civic, and then the following weekend, Kansas City Central Region Challenge. They haven't lost since that Sioux Falls loss. They've uh, won seven straight. Obviously, Ryan Hawkins transferred away to Creighton, doing big things, but so much of that talent is back. Trevor Hudgens, Diego Bernard primarily. A lot of younger players, too, are extremely well-developed, very uh, good, uh, outstanding athletes. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's just like any t any other time you play a rival. It's You know how good they are. Not much else needs to be said. It's been a long time since Western's won there. Um, guess how, what, what is your analysis of this 21-22 Bearcat team? I think Brandon Zinner said it was 19 yeah, we haven't beat them 19 straight times, so um, you obviously have the humility going into that. Um, the team this year, uh, they're super efficient, like they are every year, you know, whether they have Ryan Hawkins or not, whether sure. they have Justin Pitts or not, they're super efficient. I think they're, right now from Synergy, they're like the third-ranked offensive efficient team in the country. They score 1.2 points every single possession, which is very impressive. Um, so you're gonna get that. They're gonna be extremely principled. They're gonna play within themselves. They're not gonna turn the ball over very much. They're gonna know us. They're gonna have a great um, scout against us. So um, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a battle whenever you play Northwest, you know, but I think that we have to treat it like any, any other game. I, I told Brandon Zinner on TV this morning, I think that you have to have the humility and respect of understanding who your opponent is. And they've won three of the last five national titles and we haven't beat them the last 19 times. So you have to have the humility and respect, but you also have, the, have to have the confidence of knowing who you are and what you're capable of. And, uh, I think this team is capable of a lot. I think that we're very talented. We're very skilled. I think that we're starting to really come together offensively and defensively. So it has to be a balance of both. You have to have the humility and the respect, but you also have to have the confidence to know that you can beat anybody, and that's including Northwest. So I like the matchup. I think that we match up well against them, one through five. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think that we'll be prepared. I think they'll be prepared. And, um, you know, I hope people come out. I hope, you know, it's, it's going to be Christmas break. Um, what, what's the drive, 45 minutes? 40 yeah, about minutes. 40, 45. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hope people come out. It'd be, it, it would mean a lot to us. Uh, so if you're listening, you know, reach out to a friend come out it would it would mean a lot to our guys um it should be a fun game yeah i had the chance to talk to will eames post game and you know he talked about how excited they get to play up there i mean they hosted the miaa tournament this past uh, spring due to you know covid and all that but uh i know it's a game they look forward to despite the challenge and uh you know i kind of remarked in post game i said you know as excited as you are it's probably going to help that that is a close proximity that could see a lot of black and gold up there so uh yeah, could use a little support because they always obviously bring their fans uh, quite well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, that's what's coming up this Saturday. North, uh, Northwest Missouri State hosting Missouri Western. The Bearcats will play UCM tonight. The women will start at 5.30, and then the uh, Mules and Bearcats follow at 7.30. That's at the Municipal Arena in Warrensburg tonight. Griffins uh, have the uh, week off up until Saturday in terms of games. This will be the only game this week, the last game before Christmas, and then uh, after Christmas, an exhibition against friends on December the 29th. So those are the last, down to the last two games in the month of December. Big one. It's January 7th, 2009. That was the last time uh, Missouri Western won at Northwest. So a uh, chance for some history for sure. And still a relatively young 2021-22 season. That is Missouri Western men's basketball coach, Will Martin. Coach, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate the time.